Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald. Thank you for joining us again. And today, we are speaking with Wayne Hammond, the CEO of the Idaho Association of General Contractors. Wayne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. It's great to be here. Well, I uh, I am excited to speak with you because I've there is a lot going on in Idaho when it comes to construction. It seems like everywhere you go, there's a road being rebuilt or a tower crane lifting something into place. It's a very exciting time to be in Idaho construction. Yeah, I, w- I would say. Uh, yeah, news articles are being written about this is what's being built here and this is what's being built there. And it's, it's going on all over the state. Now, let's just start off with this. Uh, what is the Idaho AGC? So the Idaho AGC is the state's largest network of construction professionals. We represent the commercial construction side of the business. There's another association that represents the home builders, but our members focus mostly on commercial space. And so they're the ones who build hospitals, churches, schools, uh, everything down to strip malls and those type of things. We also represent the folks who build the roads and bridges that connect them together, as mm-hmm. well as the utility lines. So anybody who's putting in sewer or water or gas, all of those end up being AGC members for the most part. Okay. Interesting. So how many different companies in Idaho does that that represent? Right now, there's about 620 individual companies that are members of the Idaho AGC. Wow. That's not everyone who's in the industry, but it's a pretty wide breadth. Um, if you're in the highway business, pretty much any, almost anybody who's anyone in the highway business is an AGC member. If you drive down the road and you see a construction site, chances mm-hmm. are it's an AGC member holding it up. Okay. Interesting. And so how, how many jobs, I guess, is that is that creating in Idaho? You know, the amazing thing about that is just when we think we've hit a new record, it goes up again. Yeah. There are thousands and tens of thousands of Idahoans working in construction all across the state. In fact, for the last three years in a row, Idaho has been in the top five when it's come to job creation and construction. And because of that, we actually leave more construction jobs unfilled every month than we're filling now. Hmm. If there's somebody out there who's handy with their hands, they can get a job tomorrow in construction that comes with a, a great wage and job security because right now all signs continue to point to that things are going up. Wow. And so it's interesting that the construction industry and on your side of it, does it does it work in a boom and bust type cycle? You know, it is uh, one of the hazards of construction is that that things are great when it's great and not so good when it's not. Yeah. Um, especially on the commercial side, because people will make plans and then once the economy rumbles, they sometimes slow down. In fact, we've seen that here in Idaho and across the nation. Over the last six to eight months, there's been a lot of talk about how we're overdue for a recession. Or sure. That there's going to be a slowdown. While we haven't seen a direct impact on Idaho construction yet, mm-hmm. we keep a pretty f- uh, firm eye on what's coming down the pike. And there's still quite a bit of work coming, but I'd say it may have slowed down a bit. If you were trying to hire a contractor this time last year, you might have had to wait 14, 15 months before you could start your job. Oh, wow. Now that waits down to around 11 or 12. So you're still a year <laughs> out from getting anything built, but that's better than being a year and a half out. Wow. So saying it slowed down is relative. That's exactly right. It's still really hot in Idaho. In fact, with all the growth that's going on here, we anticipate it staying that way for quite some time. Does that is does that uh, the time frame or that wait period, is that seasonal? You know, it used to be. It used to. And in fact, it still is in some parts of Idaho. When you get up north or over in far eastern Idaho, mm-hmm. um, things slow down quite a bit in the winter. 
Um, and on road work, things will sometimes slow down in the winter when hot when it gets too cold to run a hot plant, for example. Mm-hmm. But concrete work goes around the clock, and it doesn't matter if it's 150 degrees or 50 degrees. They're still pouring concrete out there. The yeah. technology behind that's come so far that they can do that. A lot of our work is inside, and so they'll work really hard in the fall to get the roof up. And once the roof up, those electricians and plumbers can work all winter long inside. And so there used to be a real uh, hot and cold season. But anymore, it's pretty much uh, hot all year round. Wow. So is, is you know, we're seeing all this growth in Idaho. Is is the need for people to work in the construction industry, is that helping to drive that growth? Like, is it kind of a, <laughs> is it kind of uh, eating its own tail? You know what I mean? It is. In fact, the construction industry's number one problem is finding qualified workers. It's one of the most important things that Idaho AGC does every day is focus on how we can attract more people into the, into the trades. You know, the nice thing about it is is that Idahoans are a can-do type sort. And there are a lot of rural kids out there that will have a future in construction. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a family farm over in eastern Idaho. There are five of us. Well, my brother owns the farm. The rest of us went to town to work, <laughs> right? Right, right? And so if you're in that situation, you have the opportunity to still live in the country and have a small ranch or have a farm and work construction during the week. It's a great job. pays well. Mm-hmm. And you can snowmobile all weekend long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, after the weekend I just had on my farm, I don't think I can agree with you on that. <laughs> you know, my dad worked full time, and then we farmed in the evenings and weekends. I can't think of uh, you got to do it or not. To yeah, it. that's right. You just got to say we're not working today. We're going. That's right. Because there's always work. Now, how did you get involved in this this industry? Well, you know, I am not very handy when it comes to tools. I am not the person you want on the construction side. In fact, um, I went to school. I like I said, I grew up on a farm in eastern Idaho. Went to college, and after that. That went to work in D.C. for a while. I spent almost 10 years in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I worked uh, in the Senate, and um, I worked in agriculture politics. I, I wrote a farm bill or two, and, and back uh, when we were doing emergency payments to farmers for market incentives, I was involved in all that back in the 90s. Um, that led to a stint at USDA. I spent six years at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and it was... Um, uh, I was working there when Governor Otter was elected, what, 12, 13 years ago mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Butch offered me a job to come work for him. So I spent six and a half years in state government after spending a little longer than that in the federal government. And um, just as the recession was ending and I was looking to get out of government back into the private sector, uh, the spot of the AGC came open and I leaped at it. And I'm very happy with it. Um, even though my background is not in construction, I have a great respect and love for these guys and gals and what they do. Mm-hmm. They're a hardworking, hard playing bunch of folks. And they um, take a lot of pride in. And the fact that what they're building is going to be there for a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. So with you coming over from ag to construction, it's an interesting parallel (laughs) world. And, you know, everyone's using big equipment, really cool equipment, stuff like that. But that's different. Right. Is there a, was there a big learning curve for there for you? You know, uh, there was. There's a, there's a whole terminology that yeah. you don't understand when you're not in a business. The same with agriculture, right? Uh, when you're not in it, you don't understand all those terms. And so it took me a long time. I remember one of the very first road meetings I went to. We were at the Department of Transportation, and I was sitting next to a road builder. And, and we had a break, and I pulled him aside, and I said, you know, I know what this word means, and I know what the second word means. But when you put them together, I have no idea what the world you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took me a while to figure that out. And I, I still, I still can't hang a picture. Um, but when it comes to construction policies and tax implication, those type of things, I think we've done a good job of learning those things. Yeah, very cool. Well, so 
is it is it member companies that join the AGC or is it individual employees that join? That's right. So the member company joins, okay. and when a company joins, then everyone who works at that company gets the benefit of membership. Okay. So for example, one of the things that we do is we uh, one of our main focuses is to help our member companies be more profitable to improve their bottom line. So we uh, run, for example, a plan center where we go out and find all the, the work that's bidding across the state. Mm-hmm. Anything that we can get, we put it in a plan center so you can look at. Well, any member of the company has access to that. We uh, negotiated a deal with Verizon uh, Wireless so mm-hmm. that the companies can save 25% on their their cell phone bill. Any employee of the company gets that same deal on their personal bill as well. And so while the company joins, the benefits reach down to anyone in that company. Okay. Now, what are the benefits to companies for joining the agency? You know, there are four main things. At the agency, we cover a lot of bases, but there are four main things that we do pretty well. Uh, the first is tackle tough problems. This workforce development is a perfect example. Finding bodies is an full-time position the contractors quite frankly just don't have time for they're busy mm-hmm. running their businesses and building the state so the association that they support is out there doing that we work with local high schools to make sure they have shop classes to make sure those shop classes are well instructed and that those instructors have their tools and the lumber they need to make it be an effective class so tough problems like that we take on things like workers comp insurance and those other things that Individual companies just don't have the manpower to do. That's reason one. Reason two mm-hmm. is, as I mentioned, we're the largest network of construction professionals in the state. So if you're in construction and want to meet someone, or you're thinking about getting construction and want to meet someone, this is a great place to go. We had a meeting last week where we had some of the largest instructor uh, contractors in the state all get together to discuss an issue. And at the table next to them was a guy just getting started. Okay. And he had worked in construction, but just formed his own company. But he's an equal member of the Idaho AGC. And so he was able to sit at the table, rub shoulders with the biggest companies in the state. And he went away from the meeting learning a great deal, I think. And so that networking opportunity, great chance to meet people is reason two. Mm-hmm. Uh, reason three is... Uh, we help people, uh, companies improve their bottom lines. Like I mentioned, the cell phone. Well, that's one thing. We also operate operate a health insurance company because it's hard Mm -hmm. to get health insurance in this state. And so being able to help contractors do that. We've also negotiated discounts with all sorts of other programs on trucks and boots, anything that you can think of um, that you might use in construction. In fact, uh, in March of this year, we have a program with DMB where AGC members will get a discount there uh, at DMB. Those are the type of things we're continually doing to make their lives better. And then the fourth and final reason um, people join the agency is, is for the advocacy and the government work. You know, I I tell our members that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And that's exactly <laughs> what happens. And it's true of any industry. We all need people watching out for us when it comes to government. And that's what my background is. I've spent 20 years in government. I've spent even longer lobbying and being around it and we're there to make sure that when legislators get together or the governor's considering a new policy, they think about how will this impact construction? Mm-hmm. How will this benefit or or help improve the, the business climate so that construction can thrive in this state? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly a full-time job. 
uh, that we spend a lot of time batting down bad ideas, stopping people from wrecking what we have going in this great state. Um, and so, uh, in addition, we put forward the ideas that we think are positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I was going to ask you, is there is there something you've done in terms of working with the government that we, you know, people listening could go, oh yeah, I recognize that. But uh, that is interesting. You probably you're spending a lot of time just stopping bad things from happening. We do. We're trying to. We try. We we spend a lot of time just stopping bad ideas. There, uh, here's one that doesn't matter if you're in construction or not. Okay. Um, in Idaho, uh, if you have a workers' comp claim, so you get injured on the job and you go to the hospital and have your arm set. Mm-hmm. The the providers that provide that service and they're very talented, good people that need to be paid for that hospital visit. They charge more than double if it's a workers' comp claim than if it's just on your normal health insurance. Okay, so for the exact same service, they're charging more than double if it's a workers' comp claim. Well, for years that rate increased every year because no one challenged it. Mm-hmm. Until an AGC member noticed it and said, why am I paying more than double for a service that I can get if it wasn't workers' comp claim? So we went down and protested it. Okay. And ever since then, those rates have been stayed the same. They have not increased. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're in construction or anywhere, the workers' comp rates have stayed, uh, the, the amount that we pay the providers has stayed the same. Now, don't get me wrong, doctors and hospitals are, are much needed and, and we like them to make sure they get paid. But why is the question we asked right. and we came up with a why question nobody had a good answer and mm-hmm. so the state responded to do that we do that over and over and over again across all 40 50 60 agencies that make up state government just to make sure that the guys that are uh, out there building idaho have a fair shot now you mentioned trying to keep a good uh, pool of of potential uh, workforce in mm-hmm. play. You mentioned shop classes. Do you do work with, because uh, when I think shop, I think of the FFA. That's me. Exactly. Uh, do you do a, quite a bit of work with the FFA throughout the state? We do. Um, com- combination of FFA and DECA, I think it's called. The, the mm-hmm. other one. Uh, we sponsor the um, Skills USA Challenge okay. um, that those clubs are involved in. Um, we, 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 we help a lot of welding classes that are made up of FFA kids and those type of things because that's a skill that you can take anywhere. If you can weld, you can get a job about anywhere. And so mm-hmm. um, I have a brother-in-law who, who uh, is a welder and has done very well for him and his family. And it's those type of things that we want to make sure – um, that Idaho kids get a shot at, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I live in Meridian. I live in a suburb. My kids are in 4-H mm-hmm. because it's important. I was in 4-H as a kid and that teaches, my wife was, and it teaches values that we want them to continue. So we're big 4-H sponsors. Same with the FFA and those type of things. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of the fact that I'm an honorary FFA, uh, the state degree uh, recipient. Yeah. And so any chance we get, we try to uh, help make sure that those teachers have the resources they need to make those things as successful as possible. That's great. Now, as we're talking about the workforce and everything it takes to keep this going, you always, well, you don't, if you're in the right circles, you're hearing about the skills gap, uh, which is all these jobs available to skilled workers. We don't have enough skilled workers to fill them. Uh, You hear about this stuff. Is that just conjecture or are you seeing that here in Idaho? Oh, we see it all across Idaho. There are, there, there are people, I'm convinced there are people in Idaho that, will make great construction workers. They just don't know the skills they need mm-hmm. to do it. They they 
If, if you're a kid and you grew up in Jerome and the largest single employer in your entire county is at Walmart, it's probably where you think you're going to work. But with just a little bit of tra- a school class, just taking a shop class in high school would be enough to get you a job in construction that could lead to a whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have people who think it's easy and they can just show up and then they find out that, you know, construction takes place outside when it's cold or when it's hot and that uh, you got to wear boots. And mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of people who start who, who don't don't make it. Um, and so helping people navigate through that's become an important part of what the AGC does. Interesting. Now, these 620 member companies, mm-hmm. uh, how do, uh, it, that seems to me, that sounds like a lot of construction companies for the state of Idaho, although there's obviously a need for that. Yep. Has it always been that way or did they come in from out of state? Did they develop organically here? How did that all work? You know, in Idaho, we have a, a rich history of growing our own. And mm-hmm. so we have a lot of family-owned companies that grew up right here. Um, we have companies that have been AGC members for 50, 60, 70 years because they're third, fourth generation contractors. Lately, we've seen a lot of consolidation in the business. We've seen uh, groups merging together or out-of-state companies arriving and buying a company in Idaho. Most often or not, they keep the Idaho name because it's established. Um, but Idaho's on the map. People know about it. And so mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of out-of-state contractors arrive as well. Um, but you know what? They pay taxes in Idaho. They hire Idahoans to yeah. do it. And so we welcome them as well. In fact, the Idaho AGC is the only organization where it doesn't matter if you were born here or new here. doesn't matter if you're a union contractor or an open shop contractor. doesn't matter if you're a general contractor or a subcontractor. We're the only organization that accepts them all. Mm-hmm. And so we have electricians that have 4,000 people working for them. And we have electricians that's just him and his kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter to us. Uh, we'll get you in there and they get all get the same benefits no matter what size they are. Interesting. Now, when it comes to, if labor is scarce, if there if there's not enough people to fill these jobs and a company is trying to hire people, they're obviously in competition with other companies to hire that those same people. Mm-hmm. If you've got a company that is not an AGC member and one that is <laughs> with, the, with the benefits that you provide, the discount programs and all of that, does that seem to tip the scales for folks? It, you know, it, we certainly have seen a lot of success in doing that. Um, not only that, a lot of us just get to know. So like I said, we work with individual high school teachers. And so we, we participate in job fairs all across the state. We invite our member companies to come participate mm-hmm. with us. So a lot of times they get the first buy of the apple because they're the only ones who know where the apple's at. Okay. And if you're on the outside, you've got to go find them yourselves. And mm-hmm. so agency members, I think, just have a natural advantage to that fact. Um, but you're right. The benefits do make a difference. Uh, like I mentioned, we run a, a health care trust and we provide health coverage for over 4,000 people across Idaho. We do that not because I like being in the healthcare business. I hate being in the healthcare business. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. But we can do it cheaper than what you can go pay one of those commercial companies for because we don't take any profit from it. Okay. And because of that, that company can offer a better health plan than the competitor. And that's meant the employees are happier. And when employees are happy, they stick around longer. Mm-hmm. The same is true for retirement. We offer a retirement plan for our member companies that has the lowest fees anywhere I've been able to find. And when you're taking less fees out of it, that's more money in the paycheck. And so those em- employers have a natural advantage over their competition just because they're AGC members. Hmm. Now, going back to the economy and the, and the way things are just steamrolling ahead right now, 
Um, actually, I shouldn't say steamrolling. Those move pretty slow. <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, right. It, it, is, That's right. <laughs> it is moving fast. You know, on a hot day, at last summer, I was on out on uh, uh, the highway to pay it, so the highway 68. Uh, on a hot day, those steamrollers move really slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're riding on one, it gets hot out there. The, the asphalt goes down to over 120 degrees, 140 yeah. degrees. And when you're moving slow, it is painful. <laughs> I believe it. I absolutely believe that. Uh, uh, regarding regarding what's going on here, all the growth, the way things moving forward, this unprecedented long, you know, this this bullish streak we've been on just throughout the entire country. What, uh, from your standpoint, with your knowledge and everything like that, what would shut this down? You know, I believe just this is just me talking. This is just Wayne talking. I believe the biggest threat to our economy is uncertainty in the market. Okay. You know, think about what happened around the last election when it looked like Hillary was going to win and then Trump won, and there was just huge uncertainness in the market. Uh, we're entering another presidential election year, okay. and as we do that, that uncertainty, while it doesn't directly affect the construction worker or even the construction company, mm-hmm. every one of them is building for an owner who it does affect, right? So if I'm, if I'm, Tommy Alquist at at Alquist Ball Ventures Alquist. They're a great developer. They have projects all over the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more worried about the price of what's happening on Wall Street than I am. But I work for him, you know, or my members work for him. So we need to be concerned about that too. My concern is it doesn't take much for a national political story or a tariff or a terrorist strike or something that has nothing to do with Idaho. Mm-hmm to jeopardize the market, which then jeopardizes the ability for us to deliver uh, on what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, just the, uh, everyone's always looking to, to hedge their bets, not get too far out over their skis. And so right. if, if something's coming up like that, it's gonna people are going to pull back. Right. You know, we used to, in the commercial construction business, um, when you'd get a contract and you ordered steel, you used to get a price guarantee for 90 days. Okay. Now it's a 30-day guarantee. Oh, wow. Because we never know what's going to happen in the world of trade right now. You know, one day we're at war with China. The next day we're best friends again. And yeah. you know, and so I say war, trade war, right? And so you never quite know. That's it, happened to your agriculture friends as well. They've yep. been caught in the middle of this trade That's stuff. Right. And it has nothing to do with how good of a farmer you are, nothing to do with how good of a construction manager you are. If the world decides the price is still now cost three times what it used to, Mm-hmm. You're upside down on that project. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. And with it only being a 30-day guarantee, yeah. Yeah, projects don't get done in 30 days. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And and the deal is once you get it ordered, then it could take forever to deliver. But getting it ordered, you've got to be able to submit your bid, have the owner select you, get confirmation back so that you can then turn to your suppliers and make those owners those orders. And 30 days is pretty quick turnaround for that type of stuff. Sure. Really interesting. I'm always fascinated just as you drive through the country, as you travel, and, and just going through Boise Meridian and Napa Caldwell, just going down I-84 yeah. and looking at everything that's going on, and I just can't imagine where all these raw materials come from. <laughs> Isn't from it this. amazing? It is amazing. It is amazing. We have a, uh, here in Boise, the HC owns the building we occupy, and we have tenants, and one of our tenants is a steel importer. Mm-hmm. So all he does is import steel from out of the country and, and supply contractors. And, it is amazing at where these things can come from and the lead time that it takes to get them here. And the fact that you could make something in China and have it brought over on a boat uh, and delivered to a place in Meridian, Idaho, just amazes me. Yeah. 
Uh, to me, and I know this is naive, but you see everything that exists from a city the size of Boise to the ci- a city the size of New York City, and you go, every piece of bare ground in the entire United States <laughs> should be dug up for raw materials to, to support all to this. Support that. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Uh, I drive all across the state quite a bit, and we so, we're fortunate to have a lot of open space. Still. Oh, yeah. But there are times where you think, what will happen if we're not careful? That's one of the things that, that's important to us. We're, we're all about, we like the fact that Idaho's growing because we build things, sure, right? Sure. But we want it done smart. We want it done the correct way. And that means sustainable. That means neighborhoods should go where they belong. Mm-hmm. That there needs to be adequate transportation to connect people. That there needs to be utility work done in advance. We want uh, our communities to grow in a way that we don't cannibalize what makes Idaho great. Mm-hmm. Right? Part of the nice thing about living here is I can go skiing in 45 minutes. Or I can be out on a farm in 45 minutes. Or I can drive to Canyon County. for the, I mean, my kids show their animals at the Canyon County Fair. Yeah. I want that road to be there. Um, we run the risk of getting so big. And if we're not done careful, we're going to lose what makes Idaho so great. Sure. Yeah, you've got to temper the uh, the progress with. Well, that's right, and that doesn't mean you know. Like I say, we build things. We like building things. Yeah, but I can build a building uh, on Eagle Road, or I can go tear up a whole new piece somewhere and build it. I, we might as well infill. We should do what we're what we can to make our communities livable and sustainable. Mm-hmm. And for that matter, why does everyone in Meridian have to work in downtown Boise? <laughs> that's right. Let's build. Uh, jobs in CUNA, in Nampa, in Meridian, so that people can work close to where they live. Mm-hmm. And so I love to see the 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 commercial developments going along along the freeway mm-hmm. and in Meridian downtown, because that means that, that fewer people have to get on the freeway every yeah. day and drive to Boise. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Now, I just, this question popped into my mind, and uh, so I'll put you on the spot here. Yeah. But if if for some reason everything's shut off tomorrow, the demand for new projects mm-hmm. with just the existing projects that are on the books that need to be completed just for us to get caught up. Yeah. How long are we, how long are we talking? Assuming that they all stayed funded, right? Yeah. So that's the, that's the tricky part in this question because I get asked that a lot. We would probably keep working. If we worked as fast as we're working today, we'd probably work for another nine, 10 months and never notice a difference. Really? Just the stuff that's already been ordered. Right. Um, but that assumes they all get funded. Yeah. We've all seen projects, unfortunately, like Tamarack that got started and then just sure. got stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, And I was up through that space not too long ago. There's a whole bunch of Boise contractors that are now working up there. And I was up through that space. And some of the buildings look like the the employees left yesterday. They're they're tight. They're, they're not wet inside. They're going to be able to get them. In fact, they opened up uh, uh, one of the first stores in the village there uh, just this past week. And so it's great. Now, some of it has got some damage because it's been sitting there mm-hmm. for a while. And it's going to take a little longer to get that space usable. Um, we saw that in downtown Boise with the hole. You know, got yeah, started right. and then got that's pulled right. off. We saw that in Pocatello where they were doing renovation um, on a project. We saw it in Pocatello on that great big um, plant where they were going to make microchip and uh, solar panels. And it just got shut down. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's unfortunate because it was brand new technology that got torn out for scrap. Mm-hmm. You know, they sold it for the price of the metal. And so um, if everything kept going, it would be nine, ten months. But more than likely than that, it would slow down a little faster. Gotcha. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I know that the, you have you have member companies like DNB is a member of AGC. So how do, how do – they're not involved in construction 
firsthand. They're not out there right. building the roads, building the bridges. But how do peripheral companies that are involved in the AGC, why are they there, and, and how, how does the tentacles of construction right. spread out into the communities like that? We're, we're glad to have DMB as a member because our construction workers shop at DMB, yeah. right? That's where they go to buy boots and carts and that kind of stuff, and, and, and supplies. I was in my local one just the other day and bought a ladder, you know, those type of things. And so there's a rule for that. When we say that Idaho AGC is open to everyone in the construction industry, we mean, and those that support it as well. So of those 620 members, about 100 of them are what we call associate members like DMB, where mm-hmm. they're supplying us with a good or a service. They may not be on the construction site every day, but they're an important part of the industry. In Pocatello, we have Smith Chevrolet as a member, right? Mm-hmm. That's where all the contractors in Eastern Idaho buy their pickups. So they're okay. important to us. Um, we have folks like uh, Washington Trust Bank who finances construction projects. And um, I mentioned our insurance uh, program. So we have a couple of brokers that are members as well. Um, what's good for the construction industry is good for them. And so we want them there. They also appreciate the fact that we have great networking events. You know, we do a bowling tournament and a shooting tournament and four golf tournaments and all kinds of a poker night. <laughs> and it's a great opportunity for these suppliers and associates to meet the folks who are actually wearing the hard hats day to day and vice versa. So uh, I like to think if you're involved in anywhere in that spectrum of running a construction company to actually swinging the hammer to the guy who sells the hammer, we got a place for you at the Idaho sure. AGC. Awesome. Well, this is a fascinating discussion, Wayne. Thank you for what you and everybody at Idaho AGC does. Uh, and thank you for coming on and sharing this with us today. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate it. We appreciate the invitation from DMB to be here. And we hope everybody has a great spring and summer. 